Tess, we are up to Aizdalid. We are going to Chazer a little bit where we're holding, maybe mention one or two other interesting things, and then jump into uh, jump into the uh, into the Torah itself. We had started off Piv. Why is it? What is the point? Why is it necessary to travel to a tzaddik to hear uh, directly from him? Now the uh, you know the the easiest answer, which is not what we're going to be talking about, is besides for what one hears from the tzaddik being for informational purposes, uh, but certainly there's a benefit to building a relationship, having somebody know you, even in terms of understanding what your problems are, what you need, the facial expressions, the uh, you know uh, understanding things that might be b- between the lines, and a person might not even understand what they need. So there's certainly a whole host of reasons why a person should have a one-on-one relationship with a Rebbe, rather than only in Sfarim, or even having that person's teachings uh, being transmitted through Talmudim. But over here, uh, we started to uh, say, Aside from the actual rebuke, the actual musr, whatever it is that a person actually hears from the tzaddik, again, and not even just the, the Torah that in terms of different pshatim, different chidushim uh, that a person could hear, but even in terms of the musr that the tzaddik gives to the person, without even saying a word, when somebody comes into contact with somebody who's essentially fulfilling his tachas, somebody who is fulfilling the role of a human being in this world, that that dynamic alone, uh, it's as if a person can almost look into a mirror and see how he himself, how a person himself, what he needs to work on, uh, even if I'm working on different things than somebody else, when I see somebody who literally is uh, has goals, has ambitions, has his spotless, and that person is just killing it, he's just he's doing it all and now all of a sudden I look inward and I start reflecting back on myself just that relationship alone is not replicatable by uh, you know the more layers removed one is then we really started to get deep into it and I think this was really at the end of the first year going into the second and we unfolded this at length I think very worthwhile but we'll try to sum up in case you're jumping into this one uh, how does a tzaddik uh, purify himself to this point how does a person reach this level and really all of us in our own le- uh, on our own are trying to get closer and closer to the level where we're at tzaddik but you know certainly within uh, within any uh, generation community there's going to be the leaders there's going to be the people that are closer to this and within a generation there's going to be a Tzadik Kadar. so how is it that a person reaches towards this level and we explained it's through Lashna Kodesh we explained the idea of Lashna Kodesh itself meaning Hebrew um, but also proper usage of language and that this is the building blocks of the world this is how a person aligns himself with with purpose. <clears throat> now, we uh, we explained, I'm just going to mention a couple of other things from the Torah and give one or two other points of uh, of reference, a couple from the Kutamaran, one actually from the Kuzari, which I thought were interesting. Now, as I'm summing it up, by the way, I'm going trying to stick exactly to the text, but some of it is also the way that we explained it. When a person comes in line with Lashna Kodesh, uh, now, by the way, just as an interesting thing, uh, words, besides for that words have a tremendous kayach, certainly as strong, if not more so, than actions, the way that a person also expresses himself, even the way that a person thinks, a person thinks in terms of uh, in terms of language, when, when a person literally is in line with Lashon HaKodesh, he's tapped into uh, the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu with us, our Ma'amaras, Vayoymer, Vayoymer, the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world through the building blocks of the Aleph Bays, that uh, is, we said, Lashon Neifel Al-Lashon. The, we, we said that the other languages, which are really all distortions, we'll see that all of them have some similarities with Lashna Kaidish, but they have other languages, other umais, other cultures. To the extent that Lashna Kaidish is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, MS, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with the building blocks of the, of the Aleph Bays. So any other culture that has its own 
something it's own it subscribes to beauty it subscribes to its own philosophy but it subscribes to its own priorities and its own rights so then already it's going to be off center the ra kailal that is that encompasses that has some sort of a common denominator with and it subsumes all of the 70 uh, the 70 languages all of the other umais that is the taiva for Neif, that's the Taveiris Hamadura of Taivas Neif, the inferno, inferno, the bonfire, as it were, of the uh, of the uh, taiva in the in the sexual realm. It's the Madura Shal Shivim Kaychvim Hanizker Bezerah Kadosh. So a lot of Kabbalistic references that we ex- try to explore a little bit that are encompassed by this Taivas Neif. And by means of Lashna Kaidesh, uh, again, simply talking about the the language of uh, of, of Lashna Kaidesh of Hebrew, built from the Aleph base, but we said even in terms of the holy usage, the Kadosh usage of language, so that is going to be able to check and to control this lust in the uh, for Tivus Neif. Now we also said Vayiven Asa Kaitzer Sheikar Asiyah Vatikin Shalashna Kaidesh Toila Biyiras Hashem Hiyitzaro that the 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 primary Tikkun for Lashon HaKadosh is dependent on Yeris Hashem, but, uh, but in any event, we, we started going down this path, understanding Lashon HaKadosh, understanding Adam and Chava, we went a little bit into the Nachash, and we're going to go into it more. Uh, point, uh, point of reference number one is, uh, that I remember at least, it could be ones uh, maybe even more online, but is the is, is Tyra Zion. So if you remember a little bit, or if you go back to it, uh, we really discussed over there also uh, the idea of Emuna and Fila and Eretz Yisrael, and that the more in line one is with Emuna, that essentially brings Geula, and the the further one moves away from Emuna, so that brings Galus. And we said over there, which was its own interesting discussion, that Emuna is built on MS, VEF, Shalavayla MS, Aliyadehis Karvas Latzadikim. So we started getting to this idea over there as well of attachment to a tzaddik, and we contrasted over there the taking the Eitzah of a tzaddikim, and through the Eitzah of a tzaddikim, one coming to Emes and Amuna, as contrasted with taking the Eitzah from the Nachash, uh, and also explained over there through actually the Mitzvah of Tzitzitz, aligning it with Shmir Sabris and Yosef. So a lot of the same players, so to speak, come up in our Torah and that Torah, and they are they're framed in in their own way. So as we build these ideas, it's very interesting. The other, just I think, my uh, welcome of note that I happened to come across in a different context was the Kuzari and Maimar of Ice Chaf Hey, and in the middle he's discussing uh, he discusses Lashon Hakodesh as well, explaining that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, created the world with Lashna Kaidesh, that uh, Lashna Kaidesh, therefore the names when Adam Arishain named the animals, that the names in Lashna Kaidesh are in line with the nature, with the description, they're appropriate, uh, they resonate with whatever it is they're discussing, because these Ba'etzam are the, the, if they're appropriate, they're the building blocks of creation. Uh, and he says further that, that, that Lashna Kaidesh is a Milo overall all the other Lashainites even the way that the letters are shaped, they're formed or not uh, without any kavana. Many of the terms we talked about until now discussed some of the letters, the yud, the aleph, we discussed some of the nakudais. Every letter is really in line with their character. By the way, he's coming off of a Sefer Yitzira. So, uh, you know, the, uh, some of the ideas that we're, that we're seeing in, in Rabbi Nachman, they come, the, they come up in the, in the Kuzri, is Rishain, and he talks over there, again, come off of Sefer Yitzira, the idea of the Shleish Mishtaim Desivas Pliyas Chachma, the 32 mysterious pathways of wisdom. What are the 32 pathways? The 10 spheres and the 22 letters, which are how everything came into existence, and he, uh, and he goes on. So just, again, sort of an interesting Interesting, Marmakom. But let's let's go uh, forward into our Tyra. So again, we have that the world was created with Lashna Kaidesh. Lashna Kaidesh, we said, was associated with Tikkun Abris. Uh, these two things go together. Lashna Kaidesh, the, the false Tikkun of Lashna Kaidesh is Yeres Hashem. Keneged uh, this uh, is the Raha Kailel of Taivus Neof, which is all of the Shivim Lashon together. Um, really are encompassed by the Taivus, uh, the Taivus Neof. 
which is the Bechina of Nachash. Now the question that we're going to start addressing is, so where is there an attachment point? How is it that the Nachash is able to uh, to entice Chava when you have something that's attached to the core, to the core, first principles, to truth, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, How is there room for any Taiva to come and entice that away? There has to be some sort of a medium. Which is the, the woman of foolishness, the Nachash Hazaish, who clothes Harashal Shivim Lashain, this Pagama Bris, this Taivas Niyufs, Ye Efshulahem, Linaik, Meisha Chachama. The forces of Tumah are not going to be able to have any sort of an attachment point to the Isha Chachama, to the Kedusha, to Chava, from Lashna Kodesh, and Al El Alide, Bechinas, Eitzadas, Toivara. Now, I think it's an interesting uh, point where it says Linaik, like to draw sustenance from. Why is it that the, we're framing that the forces of Tumah need to draw sustenance from uh, the forces of Tahara? The, the truth is, is that it's only it's divine energy which animates the world at every level, all the way. If you go back to uh, up in levels and up in Ilamos, at some point there's no real manifestation of Ra. Ra was developed through multiple Tzimtzumim, etc., etc., that there should be uh, a, ma- a a gilui, so to speak, of what presents itself in around the world, so that there should ultimately be a counterforce in Bechira, and the uh, the tachlis of Adam will be able to be fulfilled by us making the right decisions and overcoming that and coming closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That there should be a gilui, if theoretically or bezrus Hashem, at whatever point there's going to be a full attachment to Tara, a full attachment to Lashna Kaidish, and that nobody once you know truth. Uh, the example that I've used many many times and I'll continue to use is that once you see something that's true, whether it be uh, 2 plus 2 is 4, you take 2 apples and 2 apples and you see that there are 4 apples, or uh, a discussion between what's behind the curtain, and then you pull away the curtain, so then it doesn't become a question of uh, two people arguing about what the right answer is. Once you can actually be attached to the MS, you see with a certain clarity what the answer is, so then it's not that you're right and the other person is wrong, it's that you're right and everything else falls away. There's no even point for discussion between those two positions. MS is MS and nothing else, uh, and nothing else exists. At that point, Russia, Ka'ashan Tichle, the, 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 it's not that the good will prevail over the evil, it's that the Ra will just be like smoke, it'll just blow away, and it'll, it'll, be, it'll be clear that it never had any substance to begin with. And therefore, in order for Ra to be able to present itself as existing at all, there has to be some sort of, uh, there has to be some sort of a medium where it's Yoinek, as it were, from Lashna Kaidesh, it has to be Yoinek from Tahara, where there's a point of confusion. That point Point of confusion was introduced to the world with the Eitz Hadas Toivara. Before the Eitz Hadas Toivara, there was Adam, there was Chavit, there was a Nachash, there was no problems. It was once the Eitz Hadas came, that's where uh, that's where the Nachash entered the scene in a uh, in a way that impacted uh, the rest of the rest of the Bria. Now this Eitz Hadas Toivara, we're going to identify with something called Klipas Naiga. It's something that we discussed from the pasuk in Yechazkol that there were four Klipas. There were three Klipas that were entirely. Uh, that were entirely ra. They're kalkulai. They're kalkulai tuma. Again, at least in terms of how they present itself, it can't be that there's no godliness at all in anything. Otherwise, otherwise it wouldn't exist. So uh, there's these three klipas, and then there's this one klipa called klipas noiga, which, uh, in a certain sense, can go either way. Shall yado hum fates lashna kaidesh, and it's through this this ambiguity, this almost like it's not it's not light, but it's not dark. It's translucent, and it depends what's shining through it. This is one of the things that we're going to explore in this tira, so in this paragraph. So we're going to become a little bit more familiar. Klipas uh, nog is a term that if you've uh, learned through some of Tanya, so then it comes up towards the beginning as well. Shall yado mefates lashna kaidesh, and it's through this that the nachash is able. Able to seduce, as it were, the Lashna Kaidesh, the Bechina of Chava, Umetel Bazuma, and to inject in Harzuma this Taivas Niof, this Raha Kailal, the Eitzadas, Sheeshbo Shnei Kaichais. Now, Eitzadas really has multiple forces. Shehen Taiv Vara. This becomes the intermediary between Lashna Kaidesh, between Chava, Shu Isha Again, before the Nachash came onto the scene, before uh, the Eitzadas Taivara, the Isha was an Isha Chachama, Kulay Taiv. And between the other, which the Ra Kaila being Taivas Niav, so the representative of all Shivan Amamin together, Shakulay Ra.
So essentially what you have over here is we have three klipais, the three klipais which are representing the Pasuk in Yechezkel of Ruach Sa'ara, Anan Gadol, Yishmas These present themselves as Tumal Gamri, as full, full Tumah, and these are represented by the Raha Koilel of the Shivim Lashain, which is the Chino of Nachash and Taivas Niof. And then we have this Klipas Noiga. The Klipas Noiga, which is the Esedas Taivara, is some sort of a mixture. It's not Kalkulai Tumah, as far as we're concerned, but it also is not Tov, what it is, is that it's this middle ground where there can be an interaction through which the forces of Tumah are able to seduce and pull down Lashna Kaidesh, or we'll see also that by purifying the Eitzadas Taivara, by it being Mavarer, and I'm using that word uh, kind of specifically, so we'll see soon, uh, the the gray matter within Klipas Naiga, within within this middle stage, so then that this can actually elevate, bring a Shlemus to Lashna Kaidesh, and separate it from any of these other forces, making it that there's no medium that the Tumah can pull, pull it down, and there won't be ultimately anything from those forces of Tumah to be Yonek from, essentially, Taivin Ra will be clarified. There won't be any ambiguity over there, and uh, Ra will sort of have to separate to go into its corner. Uh, if anything, it'll be become clear that there's no Ra at all. The Eitzadas Taivin Ra ze Lashon Targum. Now, very interesting, and we're going to be able to address over here Lashon Shneimekra V'yachat Targum. Also, this Taira has a lot of very sadistic uh, things that we're going to speak to, although it's not so easy. It's a little bit abstract, but we're going to try as much as we can, like we do to uh, to make it a little bit grounded and meaningful. So we have Lashon HaKodesh in one hand, we have the 70 languages on the other hand, and we have the Lashon of Targum, of Aramaic, which is this Klipas Noiga, it's this middle ground between all of the other uh, the other, the Shivan Amamin, the other languages, and between and between Lashna Kaidash. Interestingly, the note over here mentions that uh, from the Klipas Naiga is where Gerim come from, that sometimes they could be native to, towards Kedusha and sometimes the opposite. Uh, and we know that the, the Targum is really Targum Onklus, it's Shachem B'chazor Yizdom, okay, the Gemara tells us, but we certainly associate the Targum as coming from Onklus, who was a Ger. So again, the Eitzadas Teveraz is Lashen Targum. And Lushen and Targum is the Emtsoi Bain Lushen Hakaidesh, Ubain Lushen Shell Shivin Amimin. The Targum is the Emtsoi, it's the medium. It becomes that that uh, that connection point, as it were, between Lushen Hakaidesh and the other languages. Or Moshe Kramer's note points out that the Targum. Uh, with the Torah in Aramaic was actually also given at Sinai. This language is chosen because it was the common tongue of all the Jewish people inherited from their ancestor, Lavan HaArami, uh, and therefore the Torah and Lashna Kaidesh becomes available to us by means of our understanding it through a medium, namely Targum, the Etzadas. Uh, so we see that Targum itself uh, the main the main staple of Tarish Balpad, Talmud Bavli, by the way, and uh, and uh Yerushalmi, the Zoyar, we see that Targum becomes a medium of how we relate when it's used in its positive sense to Lashon HaKodesh. The Lashon Amamin and the language of the nations, Kisharaitim Linaik Mi Lashon HaKodesh, when they want to be Yoinaik from Lashon HaKodesh, they can only be Yonek through Targum. The Lashon of Isha Maskelas is making a chilek between the Isha Ksilas, like the foolish woman, because we had said that Chava Isha was Lashon HaKaydesh, Isha Chachama. So the flip side of that was the Isha Ksilas, which was the Nachash, the Shivan Amim, and Taivas Niyaf. Isha Maskelas is something in between Ksilas and Chachma. Bechinas, masculine Tehillim, so Tehillim Nun Beis, Maskil, Chazal tells him Sachem that this introduction of a capital Tehillim by Maskil was Aliyadei Turgamon through a Turgamon. David Amelach uh, said the Tehillim, but somebody else uh, explained it or uh, said it over to the uh, to the other uh, to the other people. So this was like a Turgamon. Uh, this was the Maskil, but in the Panemius, the 
idea of maskal kiloshen targum yeshbo tovara. Since loshen of targum, we said, is something that's in the middle. It's like a free agent. Something that's klipas noiga could either be used letoiv or it could be used letoiv uh, lemutav, right? Lefamim hu bechinas maskil. Sometimes it could be good. Seichel chachma velefamim hu bechinas mishakel, which is bad. It's a loshen of like killing, of destructive. The, the uh, you know, even the chavis halavavis, uh, in, in one place was maybe it's in Sharavayisalokim. He talks about the idea that there are three different actions: there are positive actions, there's negative actions, and then there's neutral. But as he continues on, he really starts to explain that there's no such thing as a neutral action. In other words, uh, you you would say that if I am learning, that's positive. If I'm doing doing an avera, that's negative. But let's say I'm eating. Let's say I'm engaging in some sort of everyday behavior. So that's a neutral action. But once a person is conscious of what they're doing, at some point. They are always either serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they're eating to have energy to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they can elevate that action to Kedusha, and they become farther and farther away. If they relate fundamentally to the action of eating as an Avoda, then they become farther away from uh, from relating to it as a physical activity, or it could be a self-serving action. So they literally come to define their life as centered around them. I had a uh, actually a thought and discussion Today was on the secular calendar, December 31st, that, uh, you know, at first I, I thought, you know, look look at the way that secular people uh, celebrate their New Year's. We celebrate our the beginning of our year, uh, the of our yearly cycle, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates the world, that comes to a new cycle, another year worth of creation, and therefore we evaluate uh, the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, Rebbeinu Shalom created the world with a purpose. Where do we fit into that purpose? Um, we understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king. Where do we stand? What What, what is it that, uh, that we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the resources that we need in order to uh, in order to shteltsu, to be mevatel herself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's purpose. And maybe you could say that even the idea that people do ask for personal needs, for physical needs, but all of that is because a person also, depending where we're holding, also we need a certain menuchas nefesh, we need a certain ravchas in order to uh, to live a life that's kalkula, uh, to be an Eved Hashem. Now, if you look at other people, the way that they celebrate their New Year's, so some of them at the bottom of the spectrum maybe are really just going and uh, getting drunk or engaging in other types of physical activities, but even the people that have a New Year's resolution, I, I was thinking, so is that their New Year's resolution different than ours? And I think it is. It's because... If a person is essentially living a life that's totally self-centered, so whether or not they're living for physical pleasure and they celebrate their new year by just ignoring all ob- sense of obligation and just totally uh, totally engaging Gashmias, or even if they say, well, I want to be somebody who's a person that I would admire, but it's not really because they're being mavatal their personality. What it really is, is a recalibration of the year around them. We recalibrate the year around the and it's like if you draw a circle around the center, so we might be on different sides of the center, but all of Klal Yisrael is focused around the center, and we recalibrate around Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Taira Yud Zayin was amazing, and we discussed that around Rosh Hashanah time. Um, whereas a person who's self-centered, and they live life all uh, just only around themselves, regardless of whether or not they have more base desires or something that might be perceived as a little bit more elevated, but ultimately they're drawing the circle around them. So when we, when a person is able to take those things in the middle, the things that would seem to be physical, um, whether it's whether it's uh, the the relationship between a husband and a wife, the physical relationship, whether it's eating, whether it's anything else, and they're able to put those into the context of the kedusha, the context of avodas Hashem. So then they're taking something which is like klipas noiga, and they're elevating it. Then they're eliminating that middle ground. They'll bring a shleimus to Lashna Kaidesh and leave no room, no attachment point for the other three klipais, the klipais of Tuma. Whereas if it's the opposite, if that middle ground, those physical activities are, but do become self-centered, they become activities not as a means to an end, but an end in and of themselves, or uh, you know, to serve to serve the person in his own physical desires. So that really now all of a sudden that becomes the fourth klipa, and that becomes uh, a, a place where Tuma is able to attach itself to the individual. So kiloshin targum yesh by taiva. And this idea of Tumah Hazais, 
this Taivas Niyuf, the Ra Koil of the seventy nations, whom Fatas Isha Chachama, it seduces the Isha Chachama, Al Yidei Isha Maskelas through Targum. Rav Moshe Kramer talks about maybe in a little bit less of a an abstract way. He says uh, something along the lines of. You know, really, we should use our chachma and our seichel towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's true that there are certain gashmis, physical taivas. When a person goes and then they use their seichel, they use their chachma in order to rationalize doing the wrong thing. So now, all of a sudden, that that becomes like that middle ground, that klipas noga. Now they're using uh, their seichel in order to compromise, uh, to compromise true chachma. Because the the true the, or the the primary strength of klipa targum. Now, why is that? Tumma could be the forces of tumma could be very strong, but the primary strength is through targum, is through that middle ground of klipa snaiga. That's where it's able to attach itself to be yonek from lashon hakodesh to really gain its uh, to really gain its power to have its impact. arami avi arami, which is love and destroyed avi. So arami is like lashon of aramis. Uh, it's that Lashon of Targum, and through that, Oyved Avi, it destroyed Yaakov, who was a Bechina of Kedusha, or Bechinas, Min Aram Yancheni Balak, that via Aram, via Aramaic, via Targum, that's where Balak brought Bilam from Aram, which is Lashon of Aram, is to curse Kla Yisrael, Shuhu Lashon Targum, Shuhu Lashon Arami, Shederach Shamas Eirim, Haklipais, depending on the, the gear so over here, Linaik, Meakdusha, the Pesach to get at Kedusha is via this middle ground, that's where the, the Tumah is able to be Yonik. Uh, to, from Kedusha, that's where it's able to impact and seduce Chava, to seduce Lashna Kodesh, to inject its Zuma uh, into into Chava, and to ultimately, like we spoke about in Torah Zion, uh, to give the eights of the Nachash, where it will take something that was otherwise on a high level and bring it, uh, bring it. To, uh, to 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 a state of being compromised. The Iker Binyanu Kodesh. The Iker Binyan, the Iker Shlemus, where Lashna Kaidish will ultimately find its, uh, you know, come into its own, where the forces of Tumor will basically fall away. That's where it essentially. Uh, is mapil the the bad part of targum again the etzadas tevara that middle ground is essentially some sort of ambiguity it can be purified it can be elevated it can be used towards kedusha but there's also parts that are that are geared and especially if they're used uh, towards tuma so when a person elevates the targum when it when it uses uh, this the, this middle ground of klipas nogan and elevates it it shines the light through this like we said this like translucent material so at that point uh, using our muscle it's the way I'm understanding it you have lashna kodesh and it's you have Tuma, which there's no way for Tuma to attach itself to Lashna Kaidesh, to, to Kedusha. The only way to, for Kedusha to become compromised, like we said, is to rationalize. You're using Seichel, you're using Seichel that really uh, something that's intellectual, not pure Chachma. It could be easily either used towards Chachma, towards, towards a totally elevated thing. And uh, you look at something that's totally physical, totally Gashmias, as uh, being towards the Tachlis of life, that you should compromise Kedusha for something that's a short lived pleasure, for something. Something that's not really uh, objective truth. It makes no sense. There's no room for it. Alternatively, a person could use their seichel and they could they could start rationalizing chachma and bring it uh, to the other side. When a person elevates the targum, they eliminate that middle ground. They bring that middle ground up towards lashon of kedusha. So now that brings a shlemus to lashon because it can no longer be impacted by the forces of toma, and the person will be saved from the tivas niyaf. Because if a person is really has utter clarity, so then. It would be uh, no different from the, the same way that a person doesn't have uh, taiva for certain. The, the, there, there are certain people on a very low level that do have very, very, very base taivas. Uh, as a person becomes more elevated, so then it's not just that they overcome that taiva. At a certain point, those taivas fall away. It doesn't even. It doesn't have even appeal to them. So even this taivas niyuf, the, the, this ba- this desire um, in the sexual realm, which is the kailal of all of the shiva shivim amamin, that also a person will be. Mis- 
Gaber on that. The person will be able to separate from that so that it'll have no power over him if he's able not only to subscribe to Lashna Kaidesh, but to, uh, to to take the toiv that's in Klipas Neigat to elevate that middle ground so that there's no attachment point for Tomar. Velovin Arami Shu Arami Oivir Avi Anal Ratzalinaik Mekdusha. Now, Lovin wanted to create this middle ground to institutionalize this Targum, this uh, this uh, this way that he'd be able to attach and be Yonik from Lashna Kaidesh. And therefore, that's why when he was going to make a treaty with Yaakov, he called the pile of stones Yagar Sadusa. He named them in Aramaic. For Yaakov, he took this thing that Lovin had called Yagar Sadusa and he said, No, we're going to elevate it. We're going to bring that onto Lashna Kaidesh. And therefore, he gave it a name in Lashna Kaidesh. I have over here from one of this forum that uh, I think I heard from. Um, from Rabbi Maimon, that he said that Gal Eid is really representative of this whole process, that the Gal Eid is a Gimel Lamed Ayin Dalid. Ayin is the Shivan Amamin, Dalid is the four Klipas, and Lamed Gimel 33 would be the 22 letters plus the 10 spheres, which, by the way, the Kuzari quoted also from the Sefer Yitzira, we mentioned, and with the Kailal, so it's 22 and 10 and one more, so the building blocks, the 22 letters and the 10 spheres, and relating to Kedusha, the way that we bring Tikkun, so that already overcomes the Shivan Amamin and the, the the four clipus. But okay, Vizap, this idea that we have to be Mashlam Lashna Kaidesh through Targum is represented by the idea that Vayapal Hashem Alokim Tardema, before HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought a Shlemus to Chava, to the Isha, to Lashna Kaidesh. So before that, uh, the, the the way that the Medrash says it is that Adam and Chava were uh, like back to back, and they were they was they were not uh, able to have a zivug. And what did Hakadosh Baruch Hu do? He was vayapel Hashem lekim tardema. He brought a tardema, a sleep misbar targum, which in gematria tardema is the same as targum kamuva, like it's brought in the kisvayari ki al targum through targum through this tardema through this uh, middle ground is Iker Binyana Shalashna Kaidesh the way that Chava the way the Lashna Kaidesh was able to reach a Shlemus um, now again we have to like open our mind to the idea of Panemius this is certainly not Pshat in the words of the Psukim but the the way that we've explained Panemius before is that when we understand the structure of reality the structure of the way that things present itself and this is what the Kuzaris bring us from Sefer Yitzira also um, that whether it's in the realm of Oilam of Shana, of Adam, the, the, the in in all of the different realms of reality of universe, the different uh, the, the different uh, structures and spectrums on which things operate. There's one structure that presents itself, um, even though it it, uh, it it manifests in different ways. But this structure is a unified structure, and that's one of the things we see, we ultimately see a yichud of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that there's a, that there's one structure, no matter how diverse and how varied things seem, that there's a certain unity that represents itself in all of us, in, in, in everything out there. And therefore, when we have these principles of Panemius, so we see that they're reflected in the Psukim in the way that the uh, the story is also. But again, this is not at the level of Pshat. The level of Pshat also has its truth. So again, over here we see that Kialidea Targum through Tardema, Iker uh, through through uh, this Klipas Naiga, when that's elevated, that's where the Iker Binyana is Shalashna Kaidesh, that's where the Chava was able to come to, to her own, and that's where ultimately Adam and Chav were able to get together and have a zivug validation. Malinus atayv shabetargum l'shna kaidish ma'pilin arashavai. Once we're able to bring out the good of klipas neigat towards l'shna kaidish, then neiflin kol shiv l'shin bebechinas l'shin neifel l'shin. Like we explained in the last year, once l'shna kaidish comes to its shleimus, so then uh, any of the kaiches that would have been there, that would have been present in any of the shiv naamimin, so those other languages, those other cultures. Any of those other values will fall away. That the Goyim have a mouth, but they don't speak. That's Vayapel, that meaning fall to a Tardema, through the sleep, through the sleep, meaning that this, uh, through this Klipas Nega, through this middle ground, through the idea that we're bringing out the Toiv in it and we're putting down the Ra in it, that's where Chava, that's where the Isha, that's where Lashna Kaidesh, the Kedusha, is able to find the Shlemus and be protected from the Taivas Niv, from the Nachash, from the from the other languages. Shubachinus Lashna Kaidesh, Aidesh Ma 
Mailan Atayv Shabo through bringing out the positive aspects of the Targum, Mapilan Harashabai Kanal, and, and uh, making the, the bad parts of it subservient, Alideza and Neiflin, Kol. Hashivim Lashain, Vibachinas Pelhemvali Daberu, it has a mouth. There are seventy other languages below Yidaberu. They don't find uh, they don't find expression. Rashitevas Vayapel Vahulu Kanal. Just as one interesting point, the difference between uh, I heard Ron Lobiansky mention between Amira and Dibur. Amira is uh, if I I think something and I say it, that's an Amira. Dibur is a communication. So over here it says Pelahem, there are seventy other nations, Vloyidaberu, but they find no expressions, no one for them to communicate with. You know, as far as they're concerned. There's nobody home. There's no. There's no way for them to bring down anything. Kadosh v'yosef. Now, by the way, just uh, also as a point to note, go, I would go back. It's very interesting. This idea that we're talking about, the way that I think it presented itself in uh, it, just in terms of avoda, in terms of personal development, um, in a personal context, we had in Torah Ches in Torah Eight uh, around paragraph. Uh, five, maybe around paragraph. Hey, uh, we were talking about um, when a tzaddik can contend with a Russia, and we uh, we spoke about this idea also that the only way that a tzaddik will be able to contend with a Russia is where they eliminate that, that middle ground. In other words, where, where there's a place where the, the just even through this interaction with the tzaddik and the Russia, even though the tzaddik is representing the positive. But if the rush will be able to affect the tzaddik in the, in the least, I think one of the examples, if I remember that we used, um, is you take a you take a, a, a tzaddik who's just totally um, removed from anything that's not kedusha, and he can walk into you know a, a very tummy dick place, and it just doesn't affect him. As far as he's concerned, he has no idea he's walking, and he goes and he he pulls out the the, the Russia to bring him back to the base medrash. Let's say, whereas let's say a, a person who maybe he's a Balchuva and from his youth he was used to a certain type of music, certain types of food. And he goes there, and even though he has all of the right intentions, but the smells, the music, the sounds impact him in something that might have really been dormant, but it affects him a little bit, so then he himself can be impacted. And we discussed this idea that that the, the only time that really Kedusha could be on its own and safe is where there's no there's no middle ground, but where there's an attachment point to Tuma, to Kedusha, so then the Kedusha itself can be impacted. Uh, definitely interesting discussion over there. Uh, there, there. All the pieces are fantastic. We can go back to Taira Ches uh, over there. But, oh, but uh, also in Taira Ches, it talks about how does a tzaddik come to this point, and we discussed through Taira and through Tefillah, so definitely very worthwhile in terms of how a person is able to separate himself uh, from these forces of Tumah to be able to uh, to, to be uh, to be in a, in a place where he's not going to be impacted. Ayin Sham. Now, Yosef, Yosef, through having a Shlemus in Lashna Kaidesh, because how, what's the idea of interpreting a dream? Every dream, the Gemara tells us, has some truth to it, but it also has a, a dream is Echad Mishishim of Nevoah, but also every dream is Mi'ureves with Psylas. There's also there's also Dvar and Batalim that are mixed into the dream. So the idea of interpreting a dream also involves these Birurim. Like in Tairachas, we talked about being Mavar Birurim through uh, Tyrant Fila, but over here, this Kayach of being Mavar Birurim, of, uh, of, of, of purifying the Klipas Naiga, of elevating rather the Klipas Naiga. Of, of clarifying what, what it's for, this physical act. Is it an act of Kedusha? Is it an act of Toma? Is it an act of Avoda? Is it an act of uh, being self-serving? This idea of interpreting, of clarifying what's what's what. Ikar Chalom happens during sleep. We just said that Shena, Tardema, Targum, right? That's what is able to attach itself to Lashna Kaidish. That's what, when it's purified, purified brings a Shlemus of Lashna Kaidish. Hainu Tardema, Ushlemus Lashna Kaidish, Tardema. Through this sleep, through this putting down the Koychas of Targum within the Klipas Noiga, Shubachinas Targum Canal, that's where a person is able to bring Shlemus Lashna Kodesh so that it will no longer be impacted by the Taivas Neof, by the negative forces. V'alkein Yosef Shizachal Shlemus Lashna Kodesh, Sheikr Shlemus Oide Tardema Canal, Alkein Hayoide Lefasher Chelmen Shebach Tardema, that's how Yosef was able to interpret dreams, and it was a process. First, he interpreted the dreams of the, uh, of, of the, uh, the wine and the, the person that 
and the baker in jail. And then he ultimately was able to interpret the dream of Paro until he reached Malchus. And we know that uh, the Medrash tells us, the Gemara tells us, that Gavriel came before he uh, before he uh, uh, spoke with Paro and taught him the 70 languages. So we see, uh, difficult to understand how all these concepts come together. Um, but uh, th- th- at that point, Yosef and Paro both understood 70 languages, but Yosef Shlita over the Paro, who also understood 70 languages, was because Yosef had the addition of Lashna Kaidesh. So all of these concepts really um, just fit together um, in in one big picture, if a person can uh, can keep a tefis on it, because Yosef was like to be mevar the 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 targum, this middle ground, this klipas noga, this gray matter, as bechinas hatardema dahinu lalos toiv shabai lashna kaidesh through this bechina of tardema of sheina, the same way that that the isha went to sleep and then Chava came into her own, so that she was able to have a shleimus and uh, able to have, be mezavig with Adam. So so too over here there was a uh, there was a Tardema, Yosef interpreted the dream. He was uh, a mile of the Tov in Targum. Also, uh, Targum Tardema was mile of the Tov to bring a Shlemus Lashna Kodesh. That's how he interpreted the dreams. Which is what we're explaining. And this through elevating the Tov, through being Mavara, the reality in the dream, and putting down the Dvarm Betelim, that's a Bechina of, of Targum, of being Mavara. Of the Taiv and Targum, Kiride Levar Tov, Haemesh Yesh Bachalim. Shehu Bechinus Tardema, Bechinus Targum, Kihuzacha Levaros Lashna Targum, because Yosef was Zoycha to be Mavar and Targum, Shizau Ikra Bechinus Lemus Lashna Kaidish, Aide Targum, Shizacha Lazakanal. It seems a drop repetitive, but I think it's a part of it is because we've been reading these ideas as we've been going along. Now, continuing on to paragraph Hey, just to take a little bit of stock, you know, it's hard not to get confused because we're talking about certain ideas almost on parallel tracks. Um, but the formula in which we're talking about is essentially consistent. So we have Lashna Kaidesh uh, together with Ruach Kaidesh with Shmir Sabris. We're talking about it in terms of Chava, in terms of the Isha, um, without going back through how we've been talking about this, but we've been along for the ride together. And as opposing these forces of Lashna this force of Tahara, it's opposed by the 70 nations, the 70 languages, as opposed to Lashna Kodesh, the Raha Kailel, the Taivas Niuf, um, which opposes uh, the Shmiris Habris. And the the question is, is where is it that these forces of Tumah, this Ra Kailal, this the Nachash, as it were, is able to be Yainik, is able to have any any sort of a Hechatimza, where does it get energy from? Where does it have a standing in the Bria to even operate uh, in order to really try to draw from and draw down, to pollute, as it were, the the forces of Taiv and the forces of, of Kedusha and Tahara and Lashna Kaidesh? That is through the Eitzadas Taivara, the way that we explained it. Was that there are certain forces of Tomo which are represented by three klipas. Sometimes we combine them and we refer to the Ruach Sa'ara, the Satan. Um, but on the other hand, there's the forces of Kedusha. It's through this sort of gray matter in the middle, this klipas Naiga, which is an agent that can go either way. It is the in, in term, it's the first force, uh, the first covering that's surrounding the forces of Kedusha, and then come the three other Klipas, uh, which are Neuga, to the extent that, that, the, that this Klipas Neuga, this Targum, as it were, it's another language, it's not Lashna Kaidesh, but it's also not one of the other 70 languages, um, to the extent that this Klipas Neuga, this Targum, can be, uh, can be used towards the negative, or in other languages that we were talking about, let's say the mundane, the seemingly mundane activities, the everyday activities that a person do- goes through. So a person needs to eat, a person needs to engage in the marrow relationship, if those are directed towards klipa, they're self-serving, they're for pleasure, um, at, the, at one end maybe a person is doing them for dvarma surim, so then, you know, that could be really klipa, but if even person is doing them as sort of like a neutral, so that is not as part of avodas Hashem, and those become the area where the where, where the klipa, the forces of Tumah can, uh, can attach themselves and start drawing away from a person being totally in the realm of Kedusha, whereas if a person takes the targum, a person takes that middle level and elevates the taif, he's mavar the taif, he's mavar the, the, the kedusha and, and takes that and elevates it, so at that point there's a wedge um, that's drived in that middle layer and the, the, the forces of Tumah will have no attachment point to the forces of kedusha. So going into paragraph hey, Vizat, this idea 
that one is not Zaycha Tishlemish Lashna Kaidesh, where really the Klipas Neige, that middle level, becomes totally elevated through Targum. That is a Bechina called Mikre Laila. It's coming from a Pasuk in Dram Chaf Gimel Yud Aleph. Uh, and the Gemara Psachim actually says, this is not in the text I'm reading from uh, from the note over here bringing the Gemara, that a person should not say things that are disgusting, things that are negative from their mouth. And he brings one source, Rav Papa Amar, Teisha, Shenemar, Kiyevcha, Ish, Asher, Lo Yetar, it doesn't say it's Tame, a person that's not Tara, Mikre Laila. But what we see is the Shvach of Lashna Kaidesh. By the way, we went into this in one of the earlier uh, Shiram, I think, on this Taira. The idea that there is no, uh, Lashna Kaidesh does not have any words that are specifically designed towards Tama. You can work around it in order to refer to whatever it is that you're referring to, but. This ties very much into our Taira. Where is it that there's no Shlemus Lashna Kaidesh where there's a Mikre Laila? In other words, it's not inherently Tomo. We're taking words that could uh, that could go towards Tahara and we say that it's Loi Tahar. Okay, take that for what it is. So this idea where a person's not elevating Targum and he's not coming to a Shlemus of Lashna Kaidesh is a Bechin of Mikre Laila. Um, we have some amazing, some amazing ideas coming out of this paragraph. Shaharuach Sa'ara, which is the the phrase that we're going to use to encompass the three klipas uh, uh, that are that are ragamar, as opposed to the klipas naiga. So Ruach Sa'ara, the tamei forces. Hainu Haruach Shdos. Sometimes the Satan is called Ruach Sa'ara, Ruach Shdos. Hainu Shivim Lashin, representing the Shivim Lashin, which again the Ra'akayil is Tavis Neof, but. That the forces that are inherently tamei, oila aide targum, aide tardema, aide shena, viyaynek mi lashna kaidesh, mi ruach kaidesh, mi bris kaidesh. So again, the way that he's uh, talking over here is really almost on parallel, on parallel tracks. And he says the, uh, the that, that the forces of Tuma, the way that they're able to be Yainik, their attachment point again to Ruach HaKadosh, uh comes through Targum, comes through this middle level. Uh, we said already before that Tardema and Targum align. This is in the in the context of the parsha by Adam and Chava, where Chava, where Lashon HaKadosh, was able to come into its shlemus, come into its own. That Adam was uh, it was like they were Panim Panim Vaach, that they were not face to face, and the. The, the when when Chava ended up uh, the, the way that she was able to come face to face with Adam so to speak in order that they should go and be able to be Mizavik so that was where uh, that was preceded by a Tardema by a sleep so again the uh, we we have to understand that there's a an idea and a superstructure a higher structure that talks in the Panemius and also it represents itself in the Pshat uh, but don't confuse don't don't confuse those two things don't think that Pshat doesn't exist on its own and that the site doesn't exist on its own. It's just that the ideas are reflected on both, but the the pshat, the, the Torah is MS, and there's a true pshat, and there's a true pnimius. Now again, so this is where the targum, and the targum acts as this uh, uh, marketplace, basically, almost <laughs> where where the tuma interacts with the with the tahara. If a person ends up with a shleimus lashna kaidesh, so then they will be able to cool off the chamimus with lashna kaidesh. We'll explain in a second. My heart was hot within me. Dibarti bilshayni, and therefore through lashna kaidesh, muso bedibur shalashna kaidesh, that there was a cooling effect through lashna kaidesh. Bebechinas zoisapam etzameatzamai mikanshin skaradaita bechayvo that other marishon was like uh, was like a free agent. He couldn't find any ziv. Until he uh, uh, until he encountered Chava, and he said, "Zayis apam etzamei etzamei," and he his uh, this this un uh, this unaddressed you know fire this energy he couldn't he he couldn't get together with any he didn't have a mate in any of the animals so he found he found a mate when there's a nice in the macabre so then that creates a uh, that creates a shlemus uh, and they're able to again be mizavig and then. And that 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 uh, that sets up a productive a productive relationship. Now, where he's saying over here is that every person, uh, uh, every every neshama is be'etzim a fire. There's we are a bundle, or we have within us. However, I don't want to misstate. Just divine energy that's set up for productivity and and for tachlis. Whenever there is raw energy, that energy needs to find. This is my understanding. Needs to find an outlet. That outlet could either 
be directed towards Kedusha, in which case it finds its true expression, to the point that something that's really a distortion of that has no appeal. If a person does not direct that raw energy in the right places, so you could think about like a hose where you know there's some sort of a blockage, it comes out in either, first of all, it doesn't come out fully, but it also comes out in a distorted, a distorted way. And that can come out either if a person is engaging in, in really wrongful behavior and wrongful activity, that can come out as uh, in, in Avera, the, the you know there are farm that talk about the idea that that uh, Tyra is the, the the more that a person learns, the more that their Taiva uh, their Taiva goes down. In our in our Tyra, that makes a lot of sense because we see that. Taira is where a person, Taira and Tfila is where a person is able to be Mavara, to clarify, to bring out uh, the Tahara. We actually said it, we quoted Taira 8, um, but I just want to quote the language from Taira 8 for a second, if I have it right over here. Uh, Taira 8, paragraph Vav. It's literally what we're talking about, that in the place of the Eitzadas Toivara, the place where a person can separate out the Toiv and the Ra, drive a wedge between everything that's MS, everything that's Tar, everything that's Kedushadek, from the things that are Tameh that won't be able to attach. So through Taira and Tfila, a person can affect these clarifications and channel things so that they go in the right direction. If a person doesn't do that, so where does the energy go? So connected this uh, on one hand is the Taivas Neof, which is the Kailel, but even if a person is not engaging actively in that type of behavior, that can result in a Mikre Laila, in a, uh, a night emission, as it were, which is uh, on one hand accidental, on the other hand it's where a person uh, certainly if a person has certain thoughts uh, and things like that by day, so then it can manifest in, in the mission at night. But second of all, that's where the, 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 the energy at some point needs to be released. So we see this, um, you know, this like Zel Umazen, certain sense of a person that does not have Shleimus Lashna Kadesh, Azai Haruach Sa'ara, the Ra Gummer, the Taivas Neof, then it's ultimately going to be expressed and manifest in a night emission. This is a pasuk going by Amalek. Rashi says that there were three ways. There were three ways that Amalek encountered Klal Yisrael. And uh, Rav Chaim Kramer's note brings uh, Rashi that Mikra Shakarcha Baderach. Number one is that they chanced to meet you. Uh, Amalek is really one of their one of the things is late Sunday. So we we live in a world of tachlis and purpose. And the idea of happenstance, the idea of coincidence, the idea of taking something that's meaningful and attributing it to uh, you know to to mean to meaning meaning being meaningless. That is an Amalek dick behavior. Uh, we, we've had these conversations uh, a couple of years ago. We gave a beautiful shir from the Amal Shore podcast around Purim time, I think, talking about Amalek uh, and also by Bilam and Balak, uh, talking about that the whole idea of Purim is that it's, it's a yontif where there isn't any miracle, there isn't any direct communication. What it is is finding meaning in the everyday, and the Amalek is the opposite of that, where a person just attributes things to happenstance. But the other two things over here is that they brought uh, the Jews to sexual impurity, as in the word carry, and also that they, uh, kur is a lashon of cooling, they cooled off the fear. Now we see over here, right, that even lashon HaKadosh is associated with Yerushimayim. They cooled off the Yerushimayim that the Jews had when they attacked them. So again, we say Asher Karcha Baderach that by a Malik it says that they were that that they uh, happened on the Jews, so to speak. Baderach Lashen Karirus Karcha is a lashon of Karirus to cool off. Baderach is Bechinas Kein Derach Ishem and Efes Derach is a lashon of Niyof. It's lashon of uh, of. Uh, of taiva, uh, of taiva of a sexual nature, we see almost a contrast in the Psukim all the way at the end of Parshas B'Shalach and then going right into uh, Yisro, the two reactions, although there's a question exactly chronologically, the order of when Yisro came to Jewish to join the Jewish nation, the uh, the, the reaction of those outside of Klal Yisrael to the events of Klal Yisrael. Yisro came and had one reaction, came to join the Jewish people, and Amalek came to uh, attack them, as it were. The, they came to attack this idea, this Lashna Kodesh, this Yerushimayim, this being at the height, and came to attack them with Taivas Niyaf, with Asher Karcha B'derach V'ezanev, this uh, this Raha Koilel. 
that the so what we're talking about is that this ruach sa'ara how is it yoinik from kedusha? How does it gain its own energy? How did, how is it able to divert uh, uh, ruach? Uh, sorry, how is it able to divert kedusha through targum through taking uh, taking things through rationalizing through taking the mundane through trying to redirect it? hanal, and it's yonik from the chashmal, uh, which for now we'll just associate with briskaidesh, with with lashnakaidesh. So this last uh, this last few lines, this last par- this last few lines said that a person that doesn't have shlemus lashnakaidesh, so the the area, the marketplace in which uh, the ruach sa'ara, the the tuma the Tuma Ra Gummer forces are going to be able to attack is going to be through Targum and that's where the Tivas Neof represented by a Malay coming to Israel is going to be able to attack them. Again, Valisha so uh, we're going to see these ideas coming through in different ways now in other areas of Tanakh. Elisha uh, inherited, as it were, from Ruach HaKodesh from Eliyahu. So we see over here the Lashon of P, like P Shnayim is double, but P is also used in terms of uh, mouth, in terms of language. Uh, by the way, the same way that we have representations of the spheres, and they can be represented also in the human form, they can be represented also in the face, and uh, in, the, in the parts of the face, the idea of Yesaid is uh, represented by Briskaidesh, but also can be represented by the, by the Lushan. So over here, the, that uh, Elisha asked for Pishnaim in terms of Ruach HaKadosh from his Rebbe from Eliyahu Navi Pishnaim Hainu Lashna HaKadosh Kishnaim Mikra V'echad Targum Mikra over here is Lashna HaKadosh so what does it mean Pishnaim Shnaim Mikra Targum is a Lashon of Arami, of Klipas Naiga, and therefore the way to come to a Shlemus of Lashon HaKadosh is to have Pishnaim, to have Lashon HaKadosh, which subsumes, the what's the Targum? The Targum comes to explain the Lashon, the Lashon HaKadosh, when a person is doing Shnaim Mekavyecha Targum, so they say Lashon HaKadosh, and then they say it, we, we don't speak uh, Targum anymore, so some of us, you know, if, as a halachic matter, you can look up whether to do it in the Unklus, whether we use Rashi, whether we use uh, English, ask your own local Orthodox rabbi, but the bottom line is, is that we have we have a shlemus of Lashna Kaidesh going together with the Targum, elevating the Targum, and that's what brings one to Shlemus Lashna Kaidesh, represented by Elisha getting Pishnayim of Ruach Kaidesh from Elio Aide. I will speak more about Shnai Mikra, which is which will be very interesting and worthwhile. Aidezek Sivbe Ish Kadesh Over Alenu Tamid in the in the story by Elisha. So it says that the Shunamis recognized that Elisha was an Ish Kadesh. Shalurasa Keri Al Sedino brings over there in the Gemara actually two two ways that she recognized it, either that there was no uh, uh, there was no flies by his table. Uh, I saw one of this farm actually bring down that Zvov is also the same as a Malik. And that there was no Mikra Laila, that there was no nocturnal emission. So that's how she understood that he was an Ish Kadosh, because an Ish Kadosh is not going to have a nocturnal emission. All of the raw energy, so to speak, like we said before, is going to be directed towards the so, because since he was a Shalim Lashna Kaidesh, so every, all of the forces of energy were directed towards the Tov, and he elevated the Targum, Shnaim Pishnaim, Shnaim Mikra Viacha Targum, and the forces of Tumma were not able to attach to him, and therefore it didn't come out in terms of Mikra Laila Kiikr, Shlaim Lashna Kaidesh, Shalide Targum, the Lashna Kaidesh, we drive that wedge in the Targum by making. Making, being mavar through the Tyra through Tfila, but the, by being mavar the elements of Tov within Targum, so that Lashna Kodesh comes to its Shlemus and stand on its own, and there's no Makom for the Tumah to attach. Shubachinas Tardema Vishena which we said in the in the Adam and Chava Maisen parsha, and also uh, that we associate with Targum. The Hainu Aideshem of Varn is Bechinas HaTargum, Bechinas HaTardema Canal, Valkein Oz Nitzoylin Mimikri Laila Shatardema Canal. So that when a person's Targum is intact, when the sleep is intact, so then that's a simon that Lashna Kaidesh is also intact. It comes to a Shlemus, and therefore she recognized that he was a he was a Ish Kadosh, that he had a Shlemus in Lashna Kaidesh because there was no Mikri Laila. So if the Tardema the Shain of the 
asleep, there's no nocturnal emission, the targum is intact and it's elevated, so then also he's Nish Kadosh. And we see also Vizesha Bikesh David Rosh Mesibai Amos Fasemo Yechasemo, that David Hamelech said that Rosh Mesibai, the leaders of those who are against me, Amals Fasemo Yechasemo, so uh, essentially uh, that their own words should bury them, their own words should cover them. But Rosh Mesibai, what does it mean that the head of the, those who are against me, who are surrounding me, who Bechinas Klipa, it's Bechina of Klipas Noiga. We call uh, Noiga, it says over here that uh, Noiga is referred to as Amals Fasemo the work of their, uh, the result of their mouth, but Klipasnoga is the first layer, like we saw by Yechezkel, that surrounds, uh, the, the first level that surrounds the Kedusha, Noiga Lo Saviv, that's the first layer of non-Kedusha before the three other Klipas, Yuraisha Mesabvim Esa Kedusha, because, the, so the first layer of Klipa, that point of interaction where the Tumma can either get at or not get at the Kedusha, is going to be the Klipas Noiga, that's the Targum, Amal Sfasemo Yechasemo, so the work of their lips should cover them up, should hide them. But what does it mean in the Pneumius? That the, the, the Ra within the Klipas Naiga should be, uh, should be uh, essentially become bottle. And once there's no attachment point for the forces of Tumah to be Yonik for the, from the forces of Tara, from the forces of Kedusha, so what's going to happen? There should be fire that will essentially become Combatal and the fire of purity, the chashmal, the chayos eish. So now that's going to consume. It's going to render all the other negative forces battle That since there won't be any legitimate, there won't be a diversion of the actual substantial forces of MS and tahara and kedusha. That's essentially being yonek. That's being diverted to sustain the forces of toma. So now the chashmal, the chayos that stands on its own, and it's essentially the the the, the other the other forces of ra will become bottled. They're going to evaporate. They'll become consumed by the forces of kedusha. Kimeish yatsuva, ish toychleim. That the that the ish of positive ish it will essentially uh, will essentially consume the other tivas if It's not going to stand on stand on its own as a uh, as a as a, its own force. So again. Uh, Explaining that the klipas noiga targum, once you are able to uh, clarify the good and the bad part, so now it's no, it's no longer just sort of like this medium where the tumma can attach to the tara. That the, it's going to elevate. We're going now to define the uh, this you know this gray matter, this banish mushes period. We're going to now drive a wedge. We're going to define what's good and what's bad. There's not going to be any attachment point for the tumma to the tara. And going to fold within the Kedusha, Hainu B'Lashna Kodesh, Shezeu B'China Shlemus Lashna Kodesh, Aide Targum Kanal, like we've been explaining. V'Shar L'Shein Esa'amim, the other negative forces, the Tumah, Shein B'China Sra'gamor, Tzrichin L'Chaloisim L'Gamri, it'll essentially become totally uh, consumed, totally destroyed, there won't be anything there, but B'China Simotu Aleim G'Chalim, the fire of the coals will rain down on a canal. V'Zeh, get ready for this, if, if you came here for this, it was it was worth it. V'Zeh B'China Shal Hoiva De'Esha, this is the Flame of fire, the shalheves eish, a bechin of chashmal that's mevatel or the klipa hayoyredes ber of Shabbos al roish haklipais. What happens on Shabbos? There's toisefa Shabbos. There's forty minutes, eighteen minutes, whatever you do. We take from the mundane, from from erev Shabbos kaidesh, and we fold that into the kedusha. We take the toiv in the klipas noiga and we make it kadosh. Shelo yuchlalu benoya. So so, but what happens when we do that? When the forces of klipa when we're trying to take the Klipas Noga, that Erev Shabbos, the part that's not inherently Kaddish and folded within Kedusha, the forces of Tumah, there's that Erev Shabbos Yetzer Hara, right? The forces of Tumah want to sneak in, and what do we have to do? We have to drive a wedge, so we take some of the Erev Shabbos Kodesh, and we fold that into Shabbos, Shelo Yuchlu Benoiga Lino Kedusha, and we want to separate out the forces of Tumah so that they have no attachment point to the Kedusha, there's a full separation. Now, adding in from the Girsa, Vizehu Kavana Shnai Mikr Viachet Targum, Rav Chaim Kramer goes in a note uh, in one place where it seems that the Arizal did the, the Shnai Mikra on Friday morning, and over here it seems that the Iker time is the closer you get to Shabbos, the more is this Avoda of separating out the Toy from the Ra within Klipas Naiga, and since this Avoda, Shnai Mikra, of creating a Shlemus and Lashna Kaidish, Viecha Targum, and elevating the Targum, the closer, after Chatzais, the, the closer they do that, the, the better. Okay. 
uh, so he wants to reconcile what, why it seems uh, two different statements. But the noiga, that middle stage, is, becomes we were toisefes kedusha. We take from the mundane, we take from Friday, and it gets folded within kedusha. The forces of tumma want to come to kedusha. Comes a fire from heaven, as it were, and divides it up. It purifies what's the toiv in the targum and what's the ra. Al it gets rid of its mevatel. These forces of tumash is outside kavanas rochitzas ma'im chamin berev shabbos. You ready for this? See, we don't always know the kavana of what we're doing, but what, but but our actions and and all, all the halacha has within it the pnimius. Of Chaim Kramer talks about the uh, the idea of taking a hot shower. Where where is it? Uh, everything he says, everything a Jew does, even the mundane, is laden with meaning, whether or not one is conscious of those kavanas. Uh, and he brings from the preparations we make for Shabbos. From Kabbalah, we learn that washing of one's face, hands, and feet in hot water before immersing in a mikvah on Friday relates to the three harsh klipos that wish to enter the realm of holiness together with the noiga. The hot water corresponds to chashmal, which descends on Friday afternoon to subdue the harsh klipos. The evil of noiga, while simultaneously absorbing the good which the noiga contains, he talks about about uh, before washing hot water, a person cutting his nails. So everything, everything is really, again, the halacha, the pnimius, the nigla, the nister, really it all goes together on uh, on the framework of what's there in the pnimius. It's one beautiful uh, symphony of uh, of uh, uh, everything really just reflecting an inner MS. So again, finishing the paragraph, uh, So we will we will review this idea uh, briefly again going into next week. But uh, but if this is as much of a, uh, his iris as any to make Shabbos preparations on Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Uh, we say even the hot shower and the mikvah, but doing Shnai Mikvah whether a person does it, okay, throughout the week, whether a person does it on Friday during this time that's specifically susceptible to it, uh, or specifically receptive to it, rather, uh, to, to steer clear of this Erev Shabbos Yitzhar when the forces of Tum are trying to attach to the forces of Kedusha. Um, it really is, if, uh, if, if, if we allow it uh, to to, to speak to us, it really is, it really is very breathtaking. Okay, Bezhem next week.